Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. What's up, everybody? Special edition of the Coast to Coast podcast here on InsideCarolina.com. I'm Joey Powell. Good to see, be seen, hear from you all. We're glad you're joining us here today. Uh, This is a special edition. We've got uh, a new face, but we're going to talk about uh, somebody that's also a new name, and I think this is going to be a lot of fun. We're brought to you by Johnny T-Shirt and (laughs) JohnnyT-Shirt.com. Thanks for sticking around. We're glad you're here. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Tyler Haddad. Tyler is the founder and uh, CEO of Triple Threat Hoops in Dover, New Jersey. And you're saying, Joey, who is this guy? Why is he important? Why are we talking to him? Well, Tyler has a unique relationship in that he's been uh, the coach and personal trainer of one Elliot Cadeau. Uh, new point guard for the UNC Tar Heels. And Tyler has a, an extensive relationship with with Elliot, both on and off the court. And and we just thought it'd be fun to, to chop it up a little bit and talk about what Hubert Davis and the staff are getting in their new lead guard. So first things first, Tyler, how the heck are you, man? I'm doing good. Appreciate you uh, having me on. I'm looking forward to uh, getting to show the uh, UNC people a little bit about Elliot, uh, give them a little bit of background on his, his journey um, and how he wound up at UNC. Yeah, man, abs- absolutely. I-, I feel 100% confident in saying uh, the Inside Carolina community and-, and UNC fans in general have just been just drooling over seeing Elliott's uh, film, not only last year, but as he's gone into this year. I know this is a busy time of year for you, specifically with all that you guys have going on traveling around the country and playing. So, so appreciate you making time for us. First things first, tell me about the first time you met Elliot Cadeau. Yeah, so I um, so it was just by happenstance, kind of. I uh, I actually wound up. I run a little park league um, in the town that Elliot actually moved to for for a year. His mother uh, ran a tennis academy, um, and she got transferred to a new location to kind of help upbring their uh, their program a bit. And Elliot just randomly showed up at my park league, 
And um, I'm sitting there just being a, a supervisor or a spectator or whatever, and uh, just making sure everything runs smoothly. And uh, I'm watching this kid, little fifth grade kid. And uh, I'm like, this kid is killing the rest of these kids. Like, this is crazy. And so I just, um, I, I went up to him towards the end of the game um, and I, I was going to approach him. And I actually, I'll never forget this. He, uh, he, he ended the huddle. So there's no coaches in this league. So it's like a, um, everybody, everybody coaches themselves or whatever. And he wound up just basically being the captain and saying, all right, guys, like we're up by a lot. Like, I'm just going to sit. Like, you guys can play the whole fourth quarter. And I heard him say that. So I went up to him and I was like, you sure you don't want to play? Like, you're doing really good. You, you have close to like 30 points. And uh, he's like, no, like we're going to win because they were up by 20 or 30 points at the time. And um, and then I just sat there the whole fourth quarter and just started talking to this kid. And I'm like, oh, where are you from and whatnot? And I uh, got to know him a little bit. And um, I said, oh, you just moved to like he just had moved to the town that we coached in. And uh, and I was like, oh, like, do you have a team? Like, do you play AAU? What's going on? And uh, he basically said that he played for a program called Sports U um that was down in jersey city and um and that he was kind of looking for something local and so i went and talked to to michelle um and and kind of his mother and uh and got him on on board with us just as training as a way for him to make some new friends and uh kind of get acclimated to the new school uh, new situation um and it kind of worked out perfectly and then i wound up kind of being around since then <laughs> i mean disney couldn't write something that's that much happenstance really uh so tell us a little bit, I, I want to kind of tell your story so that people can understand why that matters in shaping Elliot, right? So how did you get, how did you get to a place where you started Triple Threat Hoops? Tell us a little bit about your background, uh, sure. your, your playing background, and then, you know, what, what I guess you would say your keen eye is for finding talent. How do you know that, okay, this is somebody I can work with? You can see a ton of players in the, in the tri-state area that, that are, are, are good ball players, even in fifth grade but you had to have some sort of eye that you kind of hang your hat on before you met Elliot, right? Yeah, no, for sure. I think, uh, so I was actually, it, it, it just so happens that I was kind of just getting the program off the ground. Uh, my, my real thing was I really wasn't trying to uh, run an AAU organization or anything like that. I had actually created the team for my, my youngest brother, um, Sam. He, uh, he had a group of friends that wanted to play AAU that were looking for uh, kind of an opportunity to play outside the winter season and, um, and everything was kind of far away or, or really expensive to participate. So I said, uh, oh, I'll just coach it. Like I'll put the kids in a couple of tournaments and, and, uh, and run some practices locally. We were at the park and we were at the, uh, the school and whatnot. Um, and it kind of just so happened that we had a little team, seven kids, I had some open spots and, um, and I wound up finding Elliot um, who then came on, played the rest of the, our season with us, and uh, the kid, the boys started doing great. And because um, we had like a pretty pretty decent team, and then kind of just threw threw Elliot in the mix, and then it became like a really good team. And uh, and then he wound up actually recruiting. That's one thing about Elliot; he's the best recruiter that you'll ever <laughs> meet. Like like unbelievable. I wound up having some of the best kids that have come through New Jersey in the past four or five years. Uh, all, all come through just because I want to play with Elliot. Um, so he was, he was really great for our program at kind of just bringing on kids and uh, sort of building a really, I guess, like a little super team. Um, and we wound up winning a lot and we kind of got recognition because our uniforms are pink. So uh, we were the, the boys team wearing pink uniforms. So everybody was like, yo, what's up with this? Like, why are these boys teams wearing pink? 
um, and who, who, why are they winning by 30 points? And uh, so we kind of got a lot of recognition due to that. And then really just the program started because people just started coming up to me and saying, hey, you're doing a really good job with the guys. You have a really good team. You guys are winning a lot. Like we, you just beat our son's team by a lot. And he, he <laughs> the way that you guys play really unselfish basketball. And there's no uh, there's no like daddy ball, essentially, because uh, a lot of teams either have the daddy ball or they have the coaches yeah. who know the dads and kind of um, that happens a lot in, in AAU, um, especially now. If, if I feel like from from then till now, it's gotten insane with the uh, the whole um, dad starting teams or cousins starting teams and then just kind of catering to the one kid and everybody else is kind of just out there running. What was your basketball experience prior to uh, to, to starting Triple Threat? So I um, so I played I played uh, AAU um, in high school. Uh, we traveled around a decent amount. Um, I didn't wind up uh, pursuing it in college. Um, I just decided to sort of get into coaching. I got my feet wet in that. I actually so I started coaching uh, just volunteering as a high school kid at um, at our local um, our local church league. Mm-hmm. Um, they wound up. I actually was in the gym. Um, we had this this gym down in uh, the center of town. It was a school that uh, the back door we always knew was unlocked. So we would just go in the school <laughs> and work, out, <laughs> work ourselves out. And um, they wound up having practice. And it was my former coach who was running the practice. So he's like, "Hey, like you, you guys don't have to sneak in here. You can just uh, you can just ask me. I'll I'll get get you guys in." Uh, no problem. And he he just happened to ask me to stick around because his other assistants weren't uh, able to make it that night. And he's like, can you help me run practice? So he's basically like, whatever you want to do, like just run the practice. And he came up to me at the end. He's like, this is the best practice we ever had. Can you guys come back every week? Like the kids are bench- benefiting a lot from this. Um, so this is me and one of my friends that were working out. We just basically ran the practice. And uh, I wound up starting to go back every week. Uh, he was getting me the gym time before the practice so I could work myself out and my friend out. And um, and then it kind of just spiraled into we won. We wound up going undefeated that season and then we continued on uh, sixth, seventh, eighth grade. And then the kids went to high school and I was kind of looking for something else. Uh, at that time, I was I was had graduated high school and uh, and going into uh, to college. And I was like, oh, like, I like this. Like, I want to stay involved. Like I've been like, kind of building this up. Um, and that gave me a chance to to kind of get it rolling with triple threat that organic desire to to kind of pursue something is usually one of the best foundations for uh, kind of long-term involvement with it. And it seems like you really stumbled upon something in, in working with these kids and, and helping to, to teach them basics and, and, and leadership and, and growing into being good players. So you've met a fifth grade Elliot Cadeau. You've already seen he's got talent. You've talked about how, you know, he was being a great recruiter and building a super team. When did you realize that, holy cow, this kid's got a real future in this? Um, yeah, I, I think I always knew that he was like significantly better, but it's it's crazy because people people see the Elliot now, and like back then, like Elliot was totally different player. Like he was he was fast and he can dribble. That was his two his two <laughs> attributes. Like he he was the type of kid that like would only like would wouldn't shoot like ever. Like I had to beg him to shoot. Um, and it was just big. It's amazing to me to see like I saw it back then, like when he was like passing up wide open shots from eight feet away to to dish to his teammates, and us basically screaming at him like, "Yo, you got to shoot that! You're wide open, and you're like really like really one of the better players that we've ever had. Like you got to shoot the ball when you're wide open." And he just uh, he kind of refused until about I would say eighth grade. He decided that he's going to start being an offensive um, threat 
I think uh, when we started traveling around the country with with our program and, and Sports U, um, he really got to see like, yo, like I gotta shoot if I'm wide open because um, or else I'm gonna get subbed out. <laughs> when did when did you start seeing him? Uh, really put it on some, or at least being able to compete with with really high level competition. You know, some of these kids you can see it as early as, as eighth or ninth grade. They're going against you know kids that are juniors and seniors, and they're they're kind of handing them some work. When did you finally see that, or when did you start to see that? Yeah, oh, yeah. Think- not only not only is he not only is he on par with these guys, he's able to he's literally able to get his own. Yeah, I think the I would say the first time I saw that was uh, I actually. Um, I had, so basically what used to happen is I used to take Elliot in the morning about eight o'clock. Um, Michelle would drop him off to the gym and he would basically stay the whole day at the gym with us and kind of, I would let him just play with whatever teams kind of needed, needed a body. Um, at the time, cause it was obviously a new, new program. We didn't have uh, full squads at the moment. Uh, so we had like eight guys on the team. So I was like, if uh, somebody doesn't show up, you can play or whatever. And, uh, we had a game down in, um, in South Jersey and I'll remember, um, he wound up uh, our team was just like kind of in one of those ruts where it's like, all right, it's early morning. They're not playing good. Um, everybody's not really listening. So I said, you know what? Like Elliot and, and uh, his teammate Maurice Coleman. Um, I said, Elliot and Mo, like put your shoes on. Like you guys are playing. So they were sixth graders at the time and it was a 16 U uh, game. And I was like, I was so frustrated with my team. Cause we only had, we only had five guys at the time. <laughs> so I was like, yo, like I got to sub these kids out They're They're not doing what I'm asking and I'm not just going to let them ride out the whole game, like being lazy or whatever. So I put Elliot and them in, Elliot and Mo in. And uh, I think Elliot wound up with like 12, 12 points and a whole bunch of assists and Maurice about the same, about 10, 10 points. Uh, and, and they were playing hard, playing defense. Elliot was taking charges. That was his big thing back then. We used to, uh, we used to pay $5 for charges. And I think I've paid Elliot about $700. <laughs> That's, um, that's gonna be that's gonna really get a lot of uh of inside Carolina subscribers. Uh, it's gonna melt their hearts. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Uh, I remember uh, Coach Quadell was was our coach uh, back at the Sports U team, and every every game he would preach that at the beginning. And I'm looking at him like we're gonna be broke by the time we uh, finish this season if these guys keep taking charge. Well, especially Elliot, he was the one that was uh, king of king of flops. We used to call him, and, <laughs> uh, and so he was he was taking three, four charges a game. And clearly it's working because it's translating to what he's doing now. He's getting a, a few charges a game uh, at least. So I think a lot of folks, specifically with, you know, his decision to reclass and, and come in with the class of, uh, of 23, he's had a, a huge jump in his game in the last 12 to 18 months. What have you seen over that time period? And what specifically has jumped out to you as like, man, this is night and day improvement. Yeah, no, it's it's been crazy. Um, I think I would say going to Link uh, was the best decision that he could have ever made. Um, Bill down there, uh, Bill Armstrong, their coach, uh, awesome coach. Um, light night and day between uh, programs that I've been around and mm-hmm. what he was doing. It was really basically a college um, that was playing in high school. Essentially, uh, he had the talent to to be on a college level. He had the the um, coaching staff to be on a college level. They were doing film work. They were doing uh, 6 a.m.s um, daily, basically. Um, we had a really good weight trainer down there. Um, I got the, I had the pleasure to go down and actually visit Link and uh, be around those guys and see what they're doing. And um, I think his, his just being around kids that are all uh, on his level really just like 
he was like, Oh shit. Like I gotta, I can't like just breeze through this anymore. Like I gotta really, really gear up and, and go hard. And that was, I mean, having the access to being living on campus, having the facilities, like literally I could throw a rock and hit the facility from his, from his dorm. Um, so be able to go there, use the shooting machine, use the Vertimax, use whatever he needs. Um, I went and, I, and Elliot's like the hardest working kid I know. So he'll be in there until three o'clock in the morning if you let him. Um, so that's the kind of stuff where it's like that completely set him apart. Um, and that's why he's killing right now, I feel. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast the national sales event is on at your toyota dealer making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car like a legendary camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive you can count on your new camry to get anywhere you need to go and with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. What what was the biggest thing that you noticed a difference in the Elliot that went to Link and the Elliot that came back from Link? Um, I would say definitely, definitely more mature as far as, um, he's always been a really mature kid, but as far as just being able to do everything on his own. Um, he's always kind of had Michelle in his corner, um, helping him a lot with, with a lot of his stuff. And uh, I think like living on your own um, for any kid is kind of a, a really big jump um, when you're used to being at home, having your family around, having your friends around, having your, your trainers, mentors, coaches, whoever else, uh, constantly seeing you on a daily basis. It's like now you're kind of off with a random group of kids for his case in the middle of nowhere in Missouri um, and kind of just all you have is basketball. So you're just locked, completely locked in. Whereas like a lot of these other schools have distractions um, and 
an opportunity to some of these guys just go commute to their schools. So it's like they can go home and hang out with their friends and be caught up in all that. Whereas these guys at Link were just completely locked into basketball because there was really nothing else to do. You mentioned earlier kind of an example of, of Elliot's mindset being a coach on the floor when he was in fifth grade. You've also shared that, you know, he's he's an incredibly hard worker. Help us understand his mindset in the middle of a game, right? Like, so, so you, say you guys are in a, in, you know, in a tough, um, in, in a tough situation or what's, what's Elliot's, what's Elliot's go-to? How does he bring his team along with him? What's his mentality? Just, just see if you can uh, pull back the curtain a little bit for us on that. Yeah, I think, um, I think two, two, two things. One is he's, he's not, um, afraid to like go and correct someone, um, whether he knows them for years or has met them just today. Um, he's not afraid to like go up and approach and say like, yo, like this is what you should do. Like, and he says it like the way he, he comes off as, as like a, like a friend kind of, it's not like, yo, you got to do this or else whatever it's. Like, he's not bar- he's not barking at his teammates. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very like it's like it's like almost a coach talking to a kid. It's like, "Oh, like you got to do this and this is why." And then when they understand why, then the kid does it and then he sees it work and it's essentially the same as like a coach. And then the second one would be he communicates with his coaches like regularly during a game. Like a lot of a lot of point guards I've had kind of just like do their thing on the court and I'm I'm kind of like yelling out from the sideline different things and they're kind of getting it on the fly like he's the type of kid that like somebody gets fouled like he's helping them up and then running over to me and saying like yo coach like this is what happened this is what we should do blah blah what do you think and then i'm saying yeah that's that's right or no let's stay with what we're doing or whatever and we kind of come to an agreement and then we keep keep playing and and those are the kind of things that like just i feel like excel him because like his communication is just next level we're talking with Tyler Haddad on the special edition of the Coast to Coast podcast. I'm Joey Powell. Tyler is uh, Elliot Cadeau's longtime trainer and coach uh, from Dover, New Jersey. Tyler, the things I think that you're sharing about his his coaching acumen and kind of his mentality as as a, a motivator of his peers on the floor, how do you think that translates at UNC? I mean, I see a kid that's, you know, he, he's in the right age group, right? He's coming in with a class of 23. That's, that's his age anyway, but right. he's still a freshman coming into college. How do you think that translates to, to the college game? Um, I think, I think it'll translate fine. I think that uh, him, so he actually wound up playing up quite a bit um, yeah. after, after those with us, after those games where he, uh, he did well, he was actually put on that team permanently. Um, Cause I felt like it was, it was good for him uh, as far as physicality. Um, just playing with the kids that are six eight, six nine, big, big bodies, um, learning to la- navigate that at an earlier age. Um, I feel like that helped them a lot. Um, and, and he also had the opportunity to kind of play on his age group and where he can get his shots off and pick where, where he gets to score and work on jump. Like really a lot of jump shooting, uh, came a long way during that time because he was kind of had free reign on his age group. Um, but I think that going to North Carolina, um, he's kind of used to playing up. I mean, even on his New York Lightning team, uh, he was a 15U kid, uh, essentially playing 17U. Um, so you have to play 17U three years in a row. Um, obviously, kept getting better as as he went on. And um, I think it's not really going to be anything new. It's just basically like he's playing 15, he's a 15U kid playing 17U again. And um, I think that he'll, he has more than enough capability to keep up and, uh, and really excel, I believe. 
how much of a chance have you had to see UNC's current roster? You know, I know there's been a lot of influx, um, but what do you know about the the personnel that's on the team? And then how do you anticipate that he'll mesh with those guys? Um, I've gotten to see it briefly. I um, I spoke to co- one of the coaches. Um, he, he came to visit Elliot um, at one of his, his AAU games. So I got to speak to him there. Um, I'm actually headed. I'm, I'm trying to make a trip down there here shortly. Um, we're actually going down to Peach Jam um this oh yeah this kind of week so uh i'm flying into charlotte and i'm gonna try to if i can sneak over to uh, unc if i have a, a bit of time at the at the tail end of that um but if not i'll probably speak to the coaches and whatnot because i'm sure they'll be down hubert and then we'll be down at uh at peach jam recruiting and whatnot so um i think I'll, I'll try to speak to them a little bit more about the roster and how he fits and i haven't really gotten to have a chance with them to talk to them about that but um I, from what i've seen i mean i, I really like the way that uh, things are going with that. I was a little bit disappointed that uh, Simeon um, had had uh, decommitted. Um, that's another kid that I'm pretty close with, and I was really looking forward to seeing him and Elliot play together. Um, but I think he'll do big things at St. John's as well. And I think that uh, the UNC group will uh, will still be in pretty good tact with, uh, without him. Um, so I think they'll hold their own. I think one of the things people are excited about around North Carolina is – that Elliot is coming in with a chance to play with an upperclassman like RJ Davis. You know, RJ is um, RJ is a little undersized to be a shooting guard, but he's also played a lot of point guard and a lot of shooting guard since he's been in Chapel Hill. I think a lot of folks are really excited to see how he and Elliot work together. What are your thoughts about how those two might be able to play off of each other? And do you see some value in having an older dog on the block when when Elliot comes in? Yeah, no, definitely. I think, uh, well, RJ, RJ is a New York City kid, so we, we yep. know him pretty well. And, um, and no, I'm really excited to, uh, to see them play together. I think that, uh, I think that uh, RJ kind of sliding to the two off the ball will kind of uh, make his job a little bit easier and uh, obviously save a little bit of energy because uh, him having to constantly get the ball up the floor and then initiate offense and then try to be the main scorer or one of the main scorers uh, is obviously a, long, a lot to ask of a kid. Um, so for Elliot to kind of help him get the ball over half court and set something up and then uh, try to find him in, in his spots, um, I think that they'll work really well together. And I'm also looking forward to seeing him play with uh, with Armando. I think that uh, Elliot's been kind of looking for a, uh, a true big. Um, he, he got to play quite a bit with uh, with Aaron Bradshaw. It's one of our one of our sports. You guys mm-hmm. uh, who's now going to Kentucky. He, um, he got to play with him for a while, but um but now having a, tr- a true center, uh, back to the basket kind of guy who can also face up, I think that Elliott will really set him up for a lot of success this season as well. Tyler, what do you know of of how the recruitment process was for Elliott with North Carolina? You mentioned, you know, talking with some of the coaching staff. Obviously, there's a lot of conversation that goes on. We don't need to be privy to to anything you don't want to share. But I think you've got a unique perspective in seeing how um, how college coaches at a, at an elite program approach you know, a player of, of Elliot's stature, you know, a, a kid that's that was top 20 from when he got into the class and even reclassing back to 23, he's still, you know, one of the top uh, point guards or players at his position. What was your experience in his recruitment process with, with Coach Davis and, and those guys? No, I think it was, I think it was great. I think that uh, they took, they took a real um, liking to Elliot and Elliot um, took a real liking to them. Um, obviously he committed, so um, it went pretty well on uh, Carolina's behalf. Um, but I think that uh, really, to be honest, all the coaches that uh, that 
kind of recruited. I think for the most part, they were all really, really about just like seeing Elliot's progression as a player, as a person, um, and, and trying to get him to the next level. Um, I think that all of them kind of had that similar mentality. I think that North Carolina kind of just like, I think Hubert just meshed with him and, and Michelle um, just a little bit more than everyone else. And, um, and it kind of stuck out to them um, in talking to Elliot. Uh, I know he was kind of really battling. I mean, there's a lot of schools recruiting and uh, his phone was constantly active and he was almost overwhelming for him at times. He was, he was telling me that, uh, that he's like, Oh, just like always talking to coaches. Um, and he's like, I don't know what to do. And uh, he's, he's a little overwhelming, but I think that at the end of the day, he made a, a great decision. I, uh, I, I made an Instagram post um, and, and just briefly told him that, uh, that it was funny that I never really pushed the, uh, the Carolina. I really never pushed any school on him. Um, but it just so happens that Carolina had been my favorite school growing up. And, um, and so it was funny to see that uh, it kind of came full circle. It was like, wow, I just went from loving this team for, for a lot of years to, uh, to kind of it just falling together. And my favorite player in high school is, is going to, uh, to my favorite school. <laughs> per- personally, you have to love it. Absolutely. So when did you feel like reclassing back to the 23 class was right for him? Because again, you've seen this kid from when he was in fifth grade until now, and I, I don't mean to be dismissive calling him a kid. You've seen this young man uh, when he was in fifth grade up until now. You've seen him grow as a person. You've seen him grow as a leader. You've seen him grow as a player. When did you feel like that twenty three move back was was the was a good fit for him and a good a good way to get him to the next phase of his career? Um, definitely. I mean, I saw it earlier, but I definitely say after Geico. I mean, he just. Oh, yeah. uh, he was killing it at Geico. And uh, I just, I basically said, Michelle, like I said to Michelle, we had a long conversation. I said, uh, I said, Michelle, what else, what else are you, are you looking for in the high school level? Like, what can he benefit from? Like he won, he won Geico. He's been a part of all these camps, Pangos and all that other stuff. And, and the only thing really that he's unfortunately not going to get to be a part of is the McDonald's all American game, which I know he really wanted to do. But aside from that, I mean, to, to do another whole another year of high school, I mean, granted, the link situation is awesome, and I think that he would benefit a lot from that. But to do a whole other year of high school when you could be out of college um, and playing against essentially grown men, um, not to say that, I mean, the kids that they were playing against in high school were also grown men, but um, but to, to be at college, it's just, I mean, it's a whole other level. I mean, as far as facilities, equipment, training staff, uh, travel, getting used to going around the country. Um, and most, most importantly, I feel playing in front of 30,000 people, uh, each, each night, um, that's something that takes a little bit of time getting used to. So if you can get a year or two of that before, uh, before moving on, I think that's really beneficial. So have you talked to Elliot since he got on campus and, and what's been his, you know, what's been his, his vibe since, uh, since he got up here? Uh, I did briefly. Um, he's been, he, he's been, um, all, all over the place. He's been going to media things. He's been going to, uh, I mean, they've had him busy from, from, uh, sunset till sunrise or sunrise till sunset. Sorry. Um, so he's been all day long, just, uh, just staying in the gym. I think he's been working out. Um, I know he had a little, little, little injury with his foot, but I think that that's fine now. I think he's back on the court already. And, uh, I think that he's he's really enjoying kind of the college life. Um, I don't I don't think he started uh, classes just yet, um, so I'm sure that he'll get even more busy when that starts. But uh, as far as I've I've heard, uh, he's really liking it. 
Absolutely. Well, all right. Last question for Tyler Haddad. He's the the founder of Triple Threat Hoops and and has been Elliot Cadeau's uh, longtime coach and, and and trainer. Um, Tyler, what do you expect from Elliot in twenty twenty three? I know that's a big and kind of a loaded question, but Tar Heel fans are excited. Inside Carolina subscribers are excited. I think the way, as you mentioned, the way Elliot closed out his career at Geico and finished his AAU career. He definitely has a lot of the pundits expecting big things from him. What do you personally expect from him, both on and off the court, this coming season? Um, def- definitely expect more winning. That's that's first and foremost. Um, I think that he's he's got to keep the train moving. As far as coming off Geico, got to get right back on the uh, on the horse and keep it moving with uh, Carolina. Try to push them in the right direction. Hopefully, uh, I mean, ideally, go go far in the uh, the NCAA tournament. But um, I think overall, as a as a player and an individual, I think that uh, leading the uh, the group and really stepping up and kind of being, even though he's the younger guy, he's he's got to he's got to take a leadership role, which I think he definitely will. Um, and I think that his his communication, like I said earlier, will will kind of propel the group. And um, I mean, I have not met. I mean, I've, I worked with a lot of the top kids in, in the state of New Jersey, and uh, and I haven't met a kid that doesn't like playing with Elliot. Like everyone as that's why he's such a good recruiter is everyone wants to play with him because he's super unselfish. He makes everybody's life a lot easier and he just competes nonstop. You'd be up 30 or down 30 and he's diving on the floor for the ball, um, jumping in, jumping over the, uh, the seats in the crowd, trying to save the ball from going out of bounds. Uh, the kid just puts everything on the line for, uh, for every single game. And it could be a, a completely meaningless game and he's going a hundred miles an hour um, diving on the floor um and and that's the type of, type of kid that i mean every coach loves every fan loves and i think that uh, unc has really got a good one we are really excited to follow him and track his time in chapel hill we're excited that that he's already on campus i know uh seeing some of the comments from uh from his his new teammates i think he's going to fit in just fine with this roster uh yeah. tyler Haddad, we appreciate you making time for us here on the special edition of the coast to coast podcast uh shout out to johnny t-shirt for sponsoring uh, shout out to John Siegley for producing this here podcast. If you are listening to us and have not yet subscribed to Inside Carolina, please take care of that. Make that happen. Uh, and if you'd like to give us a, a rating and a review on whatever platform you get your podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, also subscribe to the Inside Carolina channel. But until next time, this has been the Coast to Coast podcast. For Tyler Haddad, I'm Joey Powell. We will talk at you sometime in the very near future. Thanks for having me. You deserve the truth. The enemy is at our gates. The fight for humanity. I look at your faces. I do not see defeat. No! And I do not see surrender. Is far from over. You will not make that stand alone. We have something the enemy does not. We have heroes. Halo. New season now streaming. Exclusively on Paramount+. Plus.